welcome to FiverrCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers and by sellers. My name is Red, also known on Fiverr as Red Harks. And I'm Adam, aka Twisted Web 123 Today we are joined by a plethora of special guest hosts. We have three of the other Fiverr ambassadors in the room with us live in New York today. So there was a Fiverr community event last night when we were recording this that we all had the um, opportunity to go to and meet a lot of our fellow sellers and other buyers. And uh, we decided that it would be a great idea to just get together in a room in the morning and record a podcast because we're all in the same room and why not? So, um, gentlemen, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Wayne Austin, a.k.a. Aussie UK on Fiverr. Hi, I'm Marco, a.k.a. Mark74 on Fiverr. And I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Custom Drum Loops on Fiverr. Now, I think we've had all three of you guys on the show at different points. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we've all had you guys on the show previously. I mean, we covered a lot of different features and a lot of different ground. So I think that makes today's topic absolutely perfect. Looking back, and not just those kind of features we discussed, but the features of the complete last year. So there's been a lot of really great new features this year, and I'm going to start with talking a little bit about my personal favorite feature that has completely revolutionized my workflow, which is the quick responses button, which I estimate took about 10% off of my uh, off of my reply time and off of my order delivery, because it's just so easy to go in and preload things and quick th and click things. And the other really, really good thing too is I can be completely consistent with what I'm going to say. So the quick response then obviously is in your inbox and in your order screen, the ability to kind of pre-save drafts or templates. So whenever they want to ask you a question, you can just send through a kind of stock reply or stock kind of edit. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about that too is that um, because you can preload as many as you want, you can have all kinds of different things in there. So I have a standard message that I have for delivery for certain orders. It's going to be the same every single time. And my clients are kind of used to it now. I like it. Although I did have a very unfortunate thing where I found out I'd been using a quick response for a month that had a typo in. So maybe you should all check your typos. I you actually did the same. <laughs> <laughs> me too. So Marco, tell me about one of your favorite features from the last year. Well, I think custom offers is a new feature. Is It's really a great improvement in our job because now you can, uh, you're not supposed to just give a price, uh, how many gigs you want, two or three gigs and then extra, but you're free to decide what you can offer your, your buyer. You can link your uh, custom offer to a gig and provide all the extras, but you can provide a different price. So you, you're not uh, tied to gigs, uh, a number of gigs. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm using just custom offers. 90% of my gigs now are sold by custom offers. And um, it's, a, it's a big deal because um, buyers has just to click buy. They don't have to choose gig, how many gigs, uh, I want this extra, no, I don't want. They, they're not sure. Sometimes, you know, uh, I have an extra, even if they off, they can, they want to buy, uh, 10 gigs, okay, uh, but the extra is just one. And sometimes they, they got screwed because they order 10 gigs and 10 extras, then you have to cancel the order and making a new one. With the custom offer, this doesn't happen anymore because you you give your customer a price. Uh, everything is bundled and just click buy. That's all. Easy for everyone. And I imagine specifically for you, because you do programming, it, it's really everything that you do must be so broad. It's probably really hard to isolate exactly what you're going to do for one client. Yeah, you know, buyers uh, are not aware of what's going on behind the scenes. So they, they know sometimes what source code? Yeah, I want source code, but 
I don't know what this is. So uh, I need three gigs, um, but source code is one. Uh, I need three. Um, you know, sometimes you have extra fast delivery. Uh, should I order two gigs, uh, two extra fast delivery too? Uh, I receive a lot of these questions and now I don't have to answer them anymore. I just provide a custom offer. Buyers don't have to know my work. They just have to receive the job as they want. So this is this made my life easier and buyers' life easier. Okay. I think uh, the custom offers as well actually match up with quick, uh, quick responses really well because you can kind of merge the two. So you can have kind of quick responses and then integrate custom offers. So you've got this whole kind of circle of offering gigs. However, I will say, and I know that the Fiverr team love listening to the podcast, so I'm just going to make the suggestion on the quick responses. I would love it if we had two different kinds, one for orders and one for the inbox. Because at the moment, they're currently merged where you have a list of quick responses you can call anywhere, but sometimes I only have delivery messages that I send each time, and it's, you know, the scrolling can be a bit annoying sometimes, so I would love to see two different types of quick responses. So what about you, Wayne? What have you uh, enjoyed this year? Um... Basically, the updates to kind of like levels and also the tip feature because uh, I think as TRS now get a seven-day clearing period, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, obviously, the tip feature too because, well, who doesn't like to make more money? Well, exactly. I think I think it made it really easy with the tip feature because Fiverr, you know, it's, it's all over the world. So there's many different tipping cultures and some people, you know, they think, should I ask for a tip? Should I not ask for a tip? And it may be quite awkward. So the fact that the buyer can just kind of say, hey, I want to tip this guy, or hey, I don't want to. You know, you don't need to, it just makes it so seamless and easy. And it's also a really nice surprise as well to just randomly get a tip out of the blue on an order. And the tip, you know, can go up to, we're talking about what, 20%, I think, is of the overall order, or up to $25 on $5. So a $25 tip on a $5 order, you can get up to over 500% more as a thank you, which is just excellent. Yeah, it's, it's all, all in one place now yeah, too. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be sellers had to set up their own tip gig. Yeah, because so they had to, to go look for it, and so now they can do it right. Because yeah, they used to kind of say to me like, "Oh, can I tip you?" And it's like, "Yeah, I have a gig for that." <laughs> but it's now literally, it comes up at the end. They leave you a great rating, and it just kind of says, "You know, do you, do you want to tip this guy?" Like a little bit nicer than that, but <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just so seamless and so easy. Mm-hmm. So how much would you say that I like that I like talking about this feature a lot because it's been really great for me too, but how how much do you think your percentage of tips has increased from having the integration of the tip feature? I think mine would I would say I would say my tips have probably increased about 30 to 40 percent because I think to the buyer it makes it not the norm. So like if you have a tip gig, you've had you've had to specifically go out your way to kind of accept tips. But the buyer comes onto the platform, they leave the feedback, and then Fiverr, the platform itself, kind of says, hey, do you want to leave a tip? And they think, oh, is that what we do around here? You know, is that the norm? Yeah, I like my, the work. Of course I'm going to leave a tip. But if you don't know otherwise, you, you don't know what the etiquette is. So I think just people knowing that it's okay, it's a part of the system, and it wouldn't be strange, because, you know, it's obviously modern cultural. There's so many over, uh, around there. It just makes it so easy. I think a lot of people are excited to leave tips, too, because they like their work so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But we used to over deliver, so maybe uh, I, I didn't use to require a tip to my customers. I don't link my tip gigs when I deliver. Someone does, but I, I didn't like it because my culture doesn't require a tip. Okay, so um, the new tip feature uh, gave me the opportunity to receive 
300% of the tips I received before. Really, 300%. And sometimes I receive tips more large than the gig amount, okay? So now you can feel more satisfied. You can, you can feel the love. You're delivered and you're paid for this. And you, customer, thank you for this. I think you raised a good point there, though. Uh, I think moving on with that tip feature, I think it may actually be important to make that optional if the seller can accept if they wish to receive a tip or not. Because there are actually some cultures and some religions where they just don't accept money. It is not the done yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think having more control over that as well would allow you. Because I mean, some people are happy to accept tips, some aren't. So I think from the buyer's side at the moment, they can choose that, but maybe the seller could have that kind of option as well. And I think that would make it perfect for everyone. I'll take them all. <laughs> Send them to Wayne. <laughs> so Ryan, what about you? Favorite feature? Mine has been a combination of the quick responses and the custom offers because I think it's a great way to upsell. I mean, not only does it improve efficiency, but also if you send a message with the other gig extras you have, you can inform buyers of different things they can add onto your gig. So for example, if they know the basics, if they're ordering a song from me, I can inform them through a message that, hey, did you know that you can add on a video here as well? And if they didn't read the gig description carefully, they might not know that. Mm. So I think it's an interesting way to inform Upsells. Well, you know, you know what that is as well. That's uh, the combination of the two is like Fiverr Anywhere tool. Right. So the Fiverr Anywhere tool, where you can generate any kind of custom response, but have it saved, so mm -hmm. you can constantly kind of send yep. the same one. Right, and, and that's where I said the combination of the yeah, two. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't actually. Um, I was told a lot of people don't really use that tool that much or know about that tool that much, but it's perfect because. If you set up basically custom offers that are always kind of permanent, you can have, right, here's the upgrade for this one, here's the upgrade for this one. And every single time that, you know, someone maybe misses it, you don't need to send them an offer or anything. You just send them a link to yep. the offer you've already set up, mm -hmm. tie it into the quick response, like you say, and it's all sorted. So I really think the Fiber Anywhere tool is tool that, a feature that people should be using a lot more. Definitely. And if anyone's wondering where that is, it's inside the account under the Promote My Business tab. Because I do know that a lot of people kind of don't, just, they don't know about it that much. So Adam, last but not least, what's your favorite feature? For me, I think the export options we currently have available, the, the fact that we can take so much more of the data on Fiverr at the moment off of the platform, kind of use that for our own knowledge. So for example, like in the revenues page where we can export a list of all the orders we've recently done, uh, if you want to be quite analytical with it or you want to know more info, you can just write, you know, like queries in the, the spreadsheet you're downloading and run things that you don't know or you can't find out on Fiverr. So, you know, simple queries like, what was my average this month? How many orders did I do this month? Because these are kind of numbers that are not obvious on Fiverr. So average orders this month, uh, reoccurring buyers. How, who's my best buyer this month? Like how many times did, let's say, buyer one, two, three actually purchase from me 14 times? You can find out all this information from this export. So for me, that has that's the best one because there's the biggest potential to help you grow your business. I think one of the other things that I found kind of similar to that too, is the the contacts tab now that has who you've bought from and who you've sold from, because it has the same kind of information about how um, how many different sellers that you have. And I've got I've got a couple of sellers, so I had no idea how many orders they placed with me. I actually, uh, I turned the contact this tab into a bit of a, a game, into a bit of a competition. So I've got a few buyers who are always regularly ordering from me. And when I kind of did that, I just say, you know, just let you know you've dropped a third. <laughs> uh, someone else they've had six more orders this week <laughs> and I, it's actually quite fun because they, they kind of buy into it as well and uh, they kind of come back maybe in the future like a month down the road am I still top you know <laughs> how am I doing it's like yeah you're back in first I think one of my new favorite features is the stock image feature as well just for someone who does video so frequently 
the process before was going off-site to a third-party site to find the right image, and now it eliminates one extra step, which is really nice when you have a large volume of orders because you can literally pull the stock images right from Fiverr, and it's all in one place. So that eliminates any need mm. to go to third-party sites, which the time adds up doing that. And definitely the, the actual partnership with Getty as well. I mean, Getty is right. like one of the biggest uh -huh. stock images. So you've got a massive database. I know that the images are always going to be of quite a high quality. Whereas if you're trying to source your own, you're not always going to have the best quality available. You might struggle to find it. But I've been there with the stock images where someone's kind of said, um, you know, I want like a light bulb kind of in the corner. And I kind of search like light bulb, maybe business. And I get like, 2,000 results. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, great. Now mm -hmm. I can choose that. Yeah. And, the, and the kind of bias is me. You choose it because I trust your judgment. So you can choose the size you want, like especially for your videos. Right. You need large yeah. images. Mm -hmm. So if a buyer may come to you say, hey, I've got a stock image, and they send you a little like kind of 300 pixel by 300 pixel, right. yeah. you can't work with it. But on Getty, everything is standard is like, Four, five thousand pixels big. Yeah, it's just absolutely perfect. So it's the quality and the convenience right in one place. Definitely. It's perfect. I feel like it's really been the year of like integrated tools. That's like that's what we've gotten so many different things this year of integrated tools that have streamlined things for sellers so much better. It really has I know they kind of said that it was gonna be the year of the seller and I feel like they've held up to that quite nicely. Yeah. I uh, I ordered a picture for the uh, sweater party promotion that's mm. running right now. And I was surprised that when my seller delivered that I could actually take the graphic that they delivered and actually print it onto something, like a t-shirt. Oh yeah, they've got the integrated printing with um, the, the sponsored partner with Vistaprint, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So I think they do the same as well, like the business cards, because I've had a few buyers yes. who they kind of order a logo or business card design from me, and it says, do you want to get it printed? And it's like, for the buyer, that is that is ridiculously kind of seamless. And I mean, going on from the uh, sweater part as well, we've got to remember this year, they also launched their first kind of external app with Fiverr Faces. Yeah. I mean, and that was such a fun, easy app to use again, where you just kind of go on and you get your custom kind of face design or uh, funky portrait, if you like. And that was, for me, that was so kind of revolutionary because it actually took this whole marketplace and put it down to a simple clip. Like, I want this style and I want this. And the app basically had the formula behind it to place like almost like automatic orders, if you like, to filter down the marketplace. So, I mean, that kind of leads to the question, like, what is open to the future with that? If someone comes on and says, you know, say there's a logo app, I want a logo, and they say I want it to be classic, I want it to be um, vintage, or I want it to be quite retro, and they say I want it within five days, you know, you never know the integrations there. You could have the automated app in a similar way to the, the fun Fiverr faces. Yeah, there's definitely a shift more away from search engines to apps to find different things, whether it's restaurants, you know, going to Yelp. I think that's the future. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, this year, in regards to apps and just the engagement with the, the app technology, Fiverr has really stepped up their game because mm -hmm. they've got the iPhone app, they've got the um, Android app, which has had a lot of development in the last year. They've got the Fiverr Faces app. We're currently actually um, sending out the, the actual podcast on iTunes as well to integrate with other apps because I mean, we're on SoundCloud as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we've really kind of bought in to the, the app culture, which is becoming more and more popular. But we, we, they're also doing it across the spread markets as well, because often you can maybe see some companies really focus on the iPhone and everyone on Android feels a little bit left out. But I think both actual apps, they're very well developed and it's not like they've left one of them behind. Yep. So looking forward to, to what's coming up next year, if there was like one feature that would just revolutionize your guys' workflow, like what is one thing that you would love to have? One day clearing. <laughs> <laughs> one realistic one 
logistic thing. Instant clearing. Yes. <laughs> recurring billing. Recurring billing? Recurring billing. Ryan, tell us about recurring billing. Well, I think recurring billing would be a great way for certain categories to be able to have current buyers that purchase frequently make it easier for them if they have something that's coming out of their account every month. And it can really help for things like hosting, video hosting, web hosting, uh, site management, different things like that. Yeah, because I remember actually when I first kind of joined Fiverr, I set up a service to offer website hosting. Mm -hmm. And I found it really difficult because I could say, right, I will give you a month for $5, but then chasing them up afterwards was really quite difficult. Right. But a recurring billing would mm -hmm. completely kind of eliminate that. Yep. And Fiverr's obviously, they're integrated with the PayPal's down quick pay. Right. So you can just have the automatic, I mean, it's already like halfway there. If you right, like. yep. How about you, Marco? Anything you'd really like to see? Nothing is perfect, okay? Mm -hmm. But I think in the last year, Fiverr did a great job. It made they, so several uh, improvements, several features uh, have been published, have been released. So I think now um, the, the website was more maybe buyer-oriented, in, but in the last year, so many new features have been sellers-oriented. So now it's really balanced, okay? Uh, sellers can have a... Um, uh, can have fun selling now with so many features, with so many tools, and buyers can have um, a same experience. Of, uh, and it's still easy to order. It, no, everything is easier. Okay, so I don't know what can expect in the future. I think Fiverr is heading the right direction. Just go on. Just go on with this. Do you know what I would actually? I would love to see in the programming category. And I think it would work really well for your gigs is um, almost like a testing environment. Like you have a lot of websites nowadays where you add in the code and it shows you the HTML and like the design and you press run and it kind of runs it on the page to show you how it works. What I would love on Fiverr is if like the programming delivery was you can upload the program that you make and the buyer can actually test the app within Fiverr. So then they can base that on any modification requests or any issues with it. They can directly run it within the test environment yeah. of Fiverr. So the buyer comes on and goes, play, yeah, that's what I want, leave the review. Yeah, like a otherwise, machine or... Because otherwise they may kind of like buy the software and go, actually, I, I don't know how to set this up yet. I'm, I've got someone else doing that for me. But you have to like test the work directly inside the website, like there's sites like CodePen, etc., where you share it. But I think that would be really, really good for the programming category to kind of demonstrate the work. And also good um, if there was ever disputes where the customer support agents can come on and go run, well, that all works as it was, you know, meant to work. That's good, that's, that's exactly what we want. I no. think it completely kind of like gives an easy option to demonstrate your work that can be very technical to people who may not understand it. I think that uh, a live chat could be uh, a good add-on, FiberConnect, but you know, many, many, customer, many customers ask, can I, can I chat with you? And you definitely can because you have you you can go back and forth on conversation tab, but you know after twenty minutes you go back and forth with fifty messages. It, it became really a pain. Okay, now um, maybe a paid live chat. Maybe I, I I suppose we can have a an extra for this. Okay, maybe within an order uh, the customer can order. Well, can check. Yeah, we can have a a live chat. Okay, well, uh, but we we could. The seller must be able to turn it on and off because we, we can't expect to deliver our five dollars gigs and then twenty minutes of live conversation with our with the buyer, okay? Because we cannot afford it. But maybe if the buyer wants really needs to ask you something, or you know, when when buyer 
or there is sometimes they forget some uh, something I have to do. Uh, they have to explain better what they want, or I have to ask them, are you sure about this? Maybe we can take a different direction. So maybe we can turn it on. Live chat, maybe $5, $10, whatever. You can choose an extra. You can turn it on in a, an integrated live chat. So a chat that can be monitored, but can be online. So go on. Well, uh, I say that actually, and I think it's uh, the feature I would want the most, is I saw in the forum, someone was saying, you know, would it be cool if actually we could kind of bring on like a webcam video type Thing. And it got me thinking about like maybe it'd be really cool if on your profile there was a button that kind of said book a consultation mm -hmm. and you go ahead and click book a consultation and it asks how many minutes so let's say 30 minutes and the seller sets their rates so it says 30 minutes and it says okay that's going to be $20 you book in your time slot then from the seller point of view it comes up as a new order with like a, a video kind of or you choose if you want a video or live chat how you want to do it but it comes up inside that order you go there at the agreed time you do it and then that kind of like let's say 15 minutes, oh sorry, 25 minutes because you paid for 30, at kind of 25 minutes, the buyer kind of gets like a, a little shot saying, you know, five minute warning, we're going to be wrapping up shortly. Do you wish to add more, uh, do you wish to book another consultation or are we going to kind of end this? And I would absolutely love to do that because at the moment I offer Skype consultations and the issue you have is because they're not as integrated into the platform, you can actually find it quite difficult to refer back to them. So when someone says, remember what we talked about, it's like, oh, let me just kind of pull that up. But I also love the idea of the, the buyer putting in the credit to talk to you. So you can kind of talk to them for 30 minutes and go, okay, we're wrapping up now, great chat. Let's move on to kind of the next one. And you improve the way you can communicate them. Like you say, because you rather than just kind of trying to text or type it out or trying to you know, figure out what they're saying, you can just talk to them so easily and say, no, I think we should do this or we should do this. And I just love the idea of it being integrated as like paid consultation options. I think that's a great idea. I would definitely use that. I have a lot of my clients that would love to just walk me through things. Well, you did a, you did an order the other day, which I thought was fantastic, where you had someone live with you on, on Skype. Yeah, every so often I get to do that, where it's, um, I'll, I'll have this with a client where they'll be on Skype and I'll be recording and they'll say, oh, I like how you said that, but can you just um, say this one phrase just a little bit different? Then they'll say it, I'll repeat it, I'll edit it in and it's fine. So almost like directing you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, very rare that I do those and those are generally more for external clients, but if Fiverr had that kind of integration, I have no doubt that it would be used all the time. Making like a premium upsell with that as well, so it becomes exactly. it. And it also, actually, it's easier for you as well, because they're telling you exactly what they want. Exactly, yeah. And it would definitely streamline a few things. I think, for me personally, the Fiverr Anywhere needs some form of expansion. Um, I know you and I, Adam, have been championing it for some time, yeah. so we can, we're, we have the ability to, well, manage the custom offers that we put out there, the uh, Fiverr Anywhere offers, and also have one that we can just set as an unlimited time so we can do upsells. Yeah, so we don't have to keep going in like kind of every 30 days and yeah. saying, hey, can you can we change this? You know, if you're sharing on a website or something, you have to go back to that website yeah. and say, can we change that link, please? So I think I think that's a really key one. Yeah, we need the ability to remove custom offers as well that we no longer need out there in the wild. Yeah, because also, I mean, that's come to New York today. I have no idea what offers I currently have out there, and I haven't looked, but I could come back to some serious <laughs> orders. When there are people um, uh, delivering images, you know, can you have a preview with a father riding on it? Oh, like, like, a like a watermark. Like a, like a watermark. Yeah, that would because be great. There are people complaining they deliver something and then you know, the buyer can use it, but maybe it charged back. 
Mm-hmm. And if you have a, um, a, you know, fiber or something, a mm-hmm. watermark, mm-hmm. you can give a preview without having the worry the user yeah. can, can use so You can add the watermark yourself right now, but that's obviously going to take you longer. But, but it should be so, automated. Yeah, so automated watermark. Because the videos have the watermarks. The videos? Yeah, the, um, not in the portfolio, on your gig. Your video gig has the watermark. If maybe they could preview the file with the watermark and they have to click approve to be able to download it without the watermark. That, that's interesting. Uh, you could do the same I certainly agree with it, but at the same time, they, they've already paid by that point. So you basically said if you don't like it, you, you can't don't get the it. thing you paid for right now. But it would be the same thing as requesting a modification. If they didn't like but it. But when you request a modification, you still get the full file. So say <laughs> I didn't like it, you've still given me the full track. Whereas, say I didn't like it and I had to approve it. But they can only, if they can only preview it on the website, they can't download the actual file. So if there's an image with a watermark, they can't download the file itself without the watermark unless they approve of the file. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Say they um, say to me, uh, someone orders my logo design game. Right. And they pay for me the logo design. They don't like the first iteration. However, they've received the files for it and they've learned from that. They may still want the actual files to maybe work within the future. And my gig gives you up to two revisions. So when you pay for my gig, you're getting the full proof of the initial one and the two revisions. With with the suggestion of the accepting the watermark, they are only going to receive one. So I think it works, but I think it would change the dynamic of what the buyers are receiving because their modifications would so much be the final proof and that's what you get as opposed to you get everything leading up gotcha. to the delivery. So say if you deliver the file, right? Mm. There's a button, yes, this is the one. No, this is not the one. Yeah. If yes, this is the one, they can click and get that file without the watermark. Then they don't get the other revisions. Yeah, but so they, 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 can the com- they can compare it to the... Oh, right, so right. then if there's a second one, right. they say, no, that's not the one either. If there's a third one, they say, no, that's not the one either. Then they have three to choose from. So they yeah, can't I mean, take all it, three. Taking it out from there to their team, because they may kind of go to their team, which one's better than three, they'd have to kind well, of... Well, they would have to pull it with the watermark unless yeah. they approve the final yeah, file. Yeah, so I mean... Like I said, I, I, I actually, I like it, but I think, and I, I don't think, know what the buyers would respond to I think to that the category... you're basically making it more strict than the buyers of, you know, this is what you're getting, so don't fuck about with it. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is with videos, people already think there's a watermark on their video. They'll say, yeah, this is great, but can you send it without the Fiverr logo, please? You know, mm. a lot of people don't even mm. realize where they, because it's on the player, you know, that it's the, the funniest mm. requests I get, or can you take the watermark off, or can you choose a different starting image? So I think that's about all we have time for this week. Thank our guest today, Ryan. You can find him on Fiverr as Custom Drum Loops, and he also made our jingle. Wayne is found at Aussie UK, and Marco is Mark74, where you were edited today by the incredible Danja, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Fiverr